Up World. Pass first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is a very special one. We are once again joined by the host of the Dishes and Dimes podcast, host of a basketball and a columnist for Uproxx, Katie Heindel. Katie, how you doing? I'm doing well. It's good to be back. And I think like on really nice terms. Yeah, Maybe not listen. for some people, but I think so. Yeah, well, that's why you're here because of your your understanding of how these terms are nice. There's, no, I, I didn't say this in your intro, but also the writer of the best basketball newsletter that there is, Basketball Feelings, Katie, an expert on um, hoops and emotions and the intersection, and there is no one better because of that to talk about the Blazers recently acquiring Norman Powell. Um. It seems like Norman Powell became a fan favorite for the Trailblazers in 48 hours or something like that. Like it happened very quickly. That doesn't surprise you, right? Like that, that checks out everything you would have guessed. I think it happened sooner. I saw like, I mean, some Raptors fans were really in their feelings, but they were trawling like the subreddit and there were people being like, like Blazers fans being like retire Norm's Jersey. I was like, all right, (laughs) this is kicking in fast. Um, but no, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all. Norm is like a perennial fan favorite. Also just like one of the nicest guys you could ever have, like you could ever know. And also then have on your basketball team. Why do Raptors fans love him so much? Like walk walk (laughs) us through sort of the Norm history and why he is, because he is absolutely beloved. Like that is the thing Mm -hmm. that has struck, struck me in sort of the, my whatever, eight days, less than eight days. How are we in five days of sort of like uh, diving into norm core? I th- <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> it's like the only norm core I actually want to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think like with norm, like norm came up through the system that uh, like Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam and OG did and Boucher as well, um, like through that developmental system of the Raptors. And I think is so beloved because he is of the era of players with the Raptors who we kind of had, maybe at first it was looking at like, we got to make do with these guys because no one else is coming to our franchise. Right. You know, And like, that was, that was kind of the whole reasoning behind Raptors 905 being one of the first like big, I think G league producers at, for the parent team. And then separately Norm, was kind of this like beautiful Phoenix that happened in the playoffs in a lot of situations for the Raptors. So throughout the regular season for years, he would be pretty like, he could be a bit hot and cold, but like Mm -hmm. he was always just tried his hardest, but he never really hit his stride in terms of just like regular season consistency. And then in the playoffs, he would have these, excuse me, just like incredible, like game changing, oftentimes game winning moments. It's a shot. It's a pass. It's like a dunk at some cases. And like playoff norm was a very real thing and something you would kind of look forward to throughout the regular season to see in the playoffs. Granted, those were also the years that the Raptors just had crushing defeats in the playoffs. But um, I think all of that just like made Toronto fans love norm because it just felt like you'd kind of been through the wars together in a way, you know, and he always just came back, came back, like working a lot harder. Like this is like the Raptor system is pretty, like, as I said before, focused on development, but Norm and Masai Ujiri spoke to this, like uh, in their post-trade presser, Norm was just one of those players who, you know, always made himself better. Like he was always just like working relentlessly on something. Uh, And he's just so funny and like very sweet and like, 
So nice. And there was this feeling, I think that, you know, all these other guys have gotten their shine, you know, Pascal became mm-hmm. kind of just like, you know, is he the next gen star of the team? And like Fred is following really closely in Kyle's footsteps. And even OG is kind of like, was this like mystery, like, like, you know, elusive sort of player. And then had like a good comedic back and forth with Serge Ibaka when he yeah, was one time he made jokes about <laughs> scarves and he became yeah. a hero. And then Norm was kind of just like, in even in those personalities, almost like an anomaly, you were kind of waiting for it. And then unfortunately this year, like the tough has been like such a tough year for Toronto. Norm emerged finally into that like beautiful, incredible, consistent play, like leading the team and scoring in most cases, like keeping them afloat, I think. Sure. Yeah. Like throughout just these like wild ups and downs. And he finally hit on that. And like that, I think is an especially heartbreaking point for Toronto fans because it's like, oh, Norm got what we always wanted for him, but then it cost him his the team that he always wanted to be a part of, which yeah. is heartbreaking when you put it that way, but that is how I feel. It, it One of the things that strikes me about Norman Powell is that he hasn't really changed. Like, as you mentioned, he's gotten maybe more productive and more consistent, but like he has been this guy since day, since the early days, like since he was like a second round G leaguer trying to make it like he has been fearless and has just sort of this overflowing confidence. Like, I I think one of the endearing parts about his game is that he, um, he always thought he was this good, even when he wasn't this good. Is that, is that fair? Yeah. And I think there's just something that like, one, I think to be a good NBA player, you kind of need and you're not like a crazy star, right? You need that level of like, you could call it delusion. You could call it like self-belief, you know, self-confidence, but like you need it. And I think players oscillate in and out of it, like any regular person. But yeah, I think there was something with Norm where he just didn't like, he definitely had his slumps and he felt those slumps, I think pretty hard, Sure, but he just like bought into himself again and again. Why? Why now would the Raptors move on from him? Like, why does it make sense for him to not be on the team to earn this, to earn this opportunity to go elsewhere? I mean, I think it's kind of just in the coldest calculations of what trades are to be, to be honest like that. It's like, this is the season where one, the Raptors needed something, something needs to change for them, whether it's, but however the rest of the season plays out, if they continue to lose and the tank is real or even going into the summer and looking at what next year's team looks like, because if they don't make any changes. It's going to look the same and the results aren't going to be any different. So, you know, who is their best player this year? Like who is the player drawing the most attention? It was Norman Powell. That's the player you're going to want to put up. You also look at like who they have, like the Lowry, the Lowry trade was, I could understand it from the same perspective, but not in the sense of what, it would kind of leave the team. I think with Norm leaving, there are enough players and in in who they got back with Gary Trent Jr. He's kind of, he's just like, he's going to shift into Norm's role and there are enough guys to kind of move. Yeah, there's like enough guys to kind of move around to absorb that. So I guess he was the, he was the easier one to part with, I think, with the highest return value. I hate talking about trades this way, but yeah, like, that's humans how, as assets. I, I agree. That's but. how they. I'm sure the front office looked at it. It was like Norm's market, right? It was like Norm's trade deadline. Yeah, I I think um, there is like this sort of human element of trades, and and Norman 
wrote a really sort of like heartfelt thing on his Instagram today about how much oh, he appreciated man. it. You, I probably should have told you about this before we started recording, but a heartfelt thing about how much he appreciated and loved the city of Toronto and how he wouldn't sort of be who he was. But like you said, like the business of the league sort of demands that when you grow up in a space, you either they, you know, the team either commits whatever, hundreds of millions of dollars to you or kind of lets you go spread your wings, lets that Phoenix fly. And I think uh, that is, um, that's what this is. It's like Toronto said, Norm, you have been so, you, you are so good that you have to go somewhere else because our plans sort of don't allow for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, mm-hmm. and you know, Gary Trent Jr. is 22. It's just a, just a different timeline. Um, and just speaking of fan favorites, the Raptors, Raptors world, the, the greater dino basketball fandom is going to love Gary Trent Jr. I'm not worried about that. If he's not a fan favorite already, I think he spoke to the media for the first time yesterday. Um, they're going to love him soon. I mean, he's he's an endearing fellow in the way that uh, Norman Powell is. He spoke to the media. Uh, when was that? Because I that's when I fell in love with him. It was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like day one. He, he yeah. spoke like when was he arrived, Thursday he got there like Friday because yeah. he got there yeah. late whatever. Cause he drove from Orlando to Tampa. What a oh weird my thing. God. What um, a, yeah. That just like, let's talk about like dark trade experiences. Like that <laughs> must've been one. <laughs> I, well, the funny thing is like they, when the Blazers played the Raptors in Tampa on Sunday and it was like, uh, I read a story from uh, Blake Murphy in the athletic and it was like, uh, Norman Powell got to sleep in his house. And I'm like, well, hold on now. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. not his, that's not his house. No. Like, no, he doesn't live not. in, he doesn't live in Tampa, Florida. Like, the dude is from San Diego and has spent most of his, you know, all of his professional life in, in Canada. Like Tampa is not home. No. And but I guess and he didn't have to stay in a hotel. He stays in a I place think that we he talked rents. about that. The last time I was on was like the, how bad of an experience all the team had with finding houses in Tampa and how they were all like looking at the same houses when they were like being taken around by their realtors, which <laughs> oh, yeah. to me, it's like, that's not it. So like Norm being in his Tampa house, not a good experience for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Well, maybe he can just give it to Gary or Rodney Hood or whatever. That's true. Maybe. I'm curious about when his dogs are going to arrive in Portland. And how many dogs does Norm have? A treat. Let us, Norm let has us in two, on that. Yeah. Two dogs. They're Pomskis. So they're Pomeranian Husky Cross. Oh, wow. They're extremely cute. And their names are Apollo and Odin. Okay. Yeah. And he's, listen. He was, he was, Norman Powell took six hours to be beloved, but his, his legend continues to grow, including this. I'm sure people they have who are their like, own Instagram. So you yeah, can find I, I was going to say there. people who are deeper on Instagram already know this, like listeners who are mm-hmm. like really deep in the Instagram game are like, Mike, how, how did you not know about the dogs? But, um, <laughs> that's why Katie's on here because I, I knew you, you just, you are plugged into, um, these, these guys and their lives. I love it. You know what else I love? I love giving Norman Powell the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. That's right. We're two, we're two days, two games into the uh, Norman Powell era, but he's already earned the Ultra Player of the Week. Michelob Ultra wants you to know that it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And Blazer fans are already enjoying Norm Powell, who's bringing happiness and joy to the court with his sweet shooting and his athleticism and his endearing personality that Katie has brought us closer to and Blazer fans will be sure to love. Look, at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And Norman Powell will help Blazers find their joy. I'm certain of it. And that's why he's the ultra player of the week. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? 
All right, we're still chatting here with Katie Heindel, the host of Dishes and Dimes and a basketball podcast, as well as a columnist for Uproxx, columnist for Dimes at Uproxx.com, and the writer of the best basketball newsletter on the internet, Basketball Feelings. Katie is a Toronto resident and a Norm Powell expert. That's why we've got her on here. So let's talk a little bit about Powell on the court. Norm has Norman has been consistently a sort of complimentary part. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Like he, he's been the guy. Like to me, some of his value coming to a place and having to play next to Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum is that he is he's sort of suited to be a, a helper, suited to be one of, as you know, Shaquille O'Neal basketball genius calls it, the others. Uh, I can't believe I quoted Shaq on here, but y'all, it's, <laughs> it's, that's where we're at. Um, lower the rims. Ugh. Uh, do you think, do you think that um, norm, so, some of Norm's value is like his ability to be a role player? I think so. And I think he's sort of looking forward to that because I think the Raptors have set him up you know, you're getting a player who can do a little bit of everything because that's what he was always asked to do in Toronto. Like he, he is a scorer now, but I would say his role probably previous to this year, I wouldn't have considered him like a sure thing, like a surefire scorer, you know, mm-hmm. um, he's just like a really defensively minded player. And I think a really well-rounded way that a lot of Raptors end up being, because that is just until this season, that was always like the onus <laughs> of their play. Now they're an offensive juggernaut in some weird way, but it's not enough. Anyway, um, I'm not going to slide. I'm not going to slide. I promise. Myself. Yeah, listen, it's, it I know slide. it's a dark time to sort of bring up like, <laughs> hey, let's talk about the past Raptors teams in re- yeah. in relation to this year's team. I know. No. I know. It's uh, it, He's it, a good, he's just like, he's a great rebounder, which is like another thing I'm really going to miss about him because like, God, we got to get those where we can this season. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, he's got, like, he, he'll just like, he'll help guys out with like the more than occasional assist, I'd say like, he's just, and like his three point shooting has also taken off right. as of late. So like, I mean, one, I was shocked that his scoring debut was the highest in franchise history. Well, it was, I, I, I talked to the Blazers PR staff cause I kind of made fun of them. I think this is with a lot of caveats, the highest of okay. a mid season acquired person mm. via trade, not via free agency, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, he, he had five threes. He had 22. Like he was awesome. Like immediately very good. Yeah. And I mean, you're just getting, you're just getting a really complete player. And I don't think like, I think for the Blazers right now, that's what you want. You want someone that can be extremely fluid wherever you're going to throw him in the lineup. Um, You want someone who can like support Dame, who can help CJ out like you, but you also want someone who isn't going to get in the way of like, you know, our favorite guy we talked about last time, Anthony Simons, like <laughs> you, it clears, you want... the, clears the runway for Ant to get some more playing time. Exactly. And like, he knows all that because he's done all that kind of work with the Raptors. Like not this <laughs> last season, I will say with like a capable big, I think he's going to love, he already said he loves playing. Um, Oh my, with Nurk because yeah. of like, he reminded him, he didn't, didn't he say he reminded him of Gasol? Which yeah. It was sort of the so fit, like Gasol, like sad, a, just a big burly dude who can happy. pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like a good, capable, <laughs> a capable and competent big man. Yeah. Let's and, not talk about centers too much. With, yeah. See, with I've the really, Raptors fan yeah base. I've got to keep bringing myself back, but it's okay. Um, I think with Norm, like you're going to love him because he's, there's nothing about him that you don't want on your team. And especially I think the way that the Blazers are maybe mirroring the Raptors like 
two seasons ago, I'd say, just in terms of like where they're at. Um, right. He just like he fits so seamlessly into that. Yeah, I mean the the like what I. I've, I've like kind of joked about this a bunch on it's like that the blazers they're not very good at hitting home runs but they're like really good at, at they're just like really they're just a great contact hitting team like neil olshay just like he's like we need we need this thing i have i can trade these types of players how can i make these like little incremental upgrades and to mm-hmm. me like for all the things you said the the sort of just like rebounding and hustle stuff the secondary the ability to do stuff on his own on the basketball court and also be a complimentary part like Norm Norman Powell's like pretty clearly an upgrade today, whatever, March 30th, 2021, um, over what over what Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood provided. And I think that um that alone, just sort of like the, the, the like clear basketball upgrade, even if it seems minor, all those little minor steps in every area is just is going to be huge for the Blazers. I think um it's uh I hate I hate to say like two games in, like huge great deal, huge <laughs> win. Huge win for the franchise, fantastic. Um, but yeah, in the in the near term, he's everything you could possibly want for like sort of like what they could what they were able to do. I mean, maybe it'd be better if he was six seven, but wouldn't it be all better if we were all six seven? I mean, he has a big wingspan though, too. He's got long uh, arms, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I I'd say like don't slight those incremental changes that you're talking about, especially in this very weird season for every team, because sure. If it, like every single team, I think is going to be looking to retool this offseason. And if you get if you got this move out of the way now, you know more clearly by the time the final like the playoffs roll around and depending on where the players end up and all that, you're going to know a lot better what you're looking for and like sure. what you're lacking. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the big things I like about this trade is like, especially because now it looks like Norm is going to be the starter moving forward. It's just like. Mm-hmm play them a whole bunch of minutes next to their best players and figure out if this is a good group, like learn what, learn as much as you can learn about sort of how the basketball fit works. And then you can make informed decisions after that about what the future holds, you know, but, but like play norm next to Damon CJ, you know, 18 minutes a night. And if it's good, give him a bunch of money and let him stick around. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think he's like, is a, phenomenal investment just again for like the support that you're going to see for for Damon CJ oh my god when when he because like in his first availability like the pregame he seemed so nervous to me and still a little bit just like where am I and then when you saw Dame like take him aside and just like talk to him I was so happy (laughs) it put me at such great ease there there's definitely a very big difference in um in it's like a veteran or you know guy of norms sort of years in the league who has changed teams a couple times versus like came second round pick came up in the g league worked his way to being a you know playoff contributor on a championship level team all these things and then mid-season into your like sort of big contract life-changing year they're like hey man thanks for your time. You have to go into the wilderness on your own. Like, and it starts now. Like it starts, it doesn't, you don't get to do it in the summer. Like, no, like sit down with your agent and pick all your things. Like the will, you are thrust into the wilderness in the, like at the trade deadline in the final minutes. Good luck. See you later. I agree. Like he did an interview on TV with uh, Brookles and damn the Blazers uh, sideline reporter. Although <laughs> she's not on the sideline. So like 
studio reporter. Oh, I was going to say, but she was in studio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't know what her title is anymore, but reporter, Blazers television reporter, Brooke Olsen Dam. And you could just tell that Norm was like, yeah, hi, hello. I like, know. I'm so happy to be here. Hi, Rip City or whatever. But she like, made me so happy just because of like one, how she like the question she was asking him, how she handled the interview. Just like I was like, oh, they're everyone's so happy that he's there. And that's totally. like what he needs to, to see. So, yeah, I think one of the bummers of I mean, of the like, this is probably on this is probably like 4000 or 5000 on the list. But like one of the bummers <laughs> of the pandemic is that um, like Brooke's best skills and in interviewer, she's like extremely affable, like people like her. And when they mm-hmm. when they talk to her, they like her. And then she gets people to open up because she's like friendly and kind and warm. And it is really hard to do that over <laughs> over her video conferencing with like she's in Portland and uh, Norm is putting on headphones in Tampa. Like it's hard. You know, it's hard to. um uh, it's hard to do that, but she did a really good job in sort of that norm introductory interview. I, I agree. Um, she, you, sh- her skills as an interviewer definitely shined through there. And the way, but also like the way the interview was framed, like he really, I tweeted this, but it really looked like we left him on an island. Somewhere. <laughs> like he was just like alone. You're like alone in the wilderness. Analogy is really apt there too. Just like could you not just like put some people walking by behind him or some chairs? It was just like, where is he? He's just, he just wandered over to a set of headphones on a court somewhere <laughs> in central Florida and Hello. picked him up. Hello. Is anyone here? Know. And, and it's like, like, Oh, it's Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was something about the fact too, that Larry didn't end up getting traded that made it even sadder and more difficult that it was just Norm just because norm, I think yeah. for him maybe the knowledge that it could have been Larry too you know and Larry wasn't going to be immune to this really wild <clears throat> pretty emotional um trade deadline for Toronto but then in the end it just ended up being him I think like that's a little bit more difficult yeah I'm with you it's like it is weird to sort of in the the franchise altering trade deadline to have it not end up being a franchise altering trade deadline and really just only be you as the guy who gets sent out it's it's absolutely strange uh let's 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 take a quick break come back in the third segment talk more about norman powell his his future with the trailblazers etc etc uh but before we do that you know we got to talk about bill bar you know, Bill Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar in the market. It's amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Tastes great. All of its bars are covered in 100% chocolate, but now it's time to find out which which Built Bar is the best. That's right. It's Built Bar Madness. And we have reached the Flavorful Four. Our second matchup in the Flavorful Four is Mint Brownie versus Coconut Brownie Chunk. Two powerhouses, but for me, the favorite in this tournament remaining is Coconut Brownie Chunk. That's a winner. If I got my choice, Coconut Brownie Chunk is not only going to the championship tomorrow, but they're winning the whole dang thing. If you want to vote in this, uh, in this this on this matchup, or, or if you just want to buy some bars, go to BuiltBar.com or visit them on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. And remember, use the promo code Locked 15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's locked 15. You get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Make sure you check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.ag. It's simply the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You want to bet on the Blazer games? 
this is the place to do it because they got props on almost anything you can imagine. Uh, Norman Powell's field goal attempts over under, uh, combined points, rebounds, and assists for CJ McCollum, whether Yusuf Nurkic will get a double double, all available there on betonline.ag. Also got you covered for all the other sports you can imagine with real time news, scores, and odds. It's just, it's the best place to to bet and it's free to sign up so head on over to their website betonline.ag use your mobile device to sign up today and you will receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on one more time for you betonline.ag the promo code is locked on and you'll get a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts still a pass first point guard Still Mike Richmond. You still listen to Locked on Blazers. You can get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked on NBA Draft podcast. They got scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week. So follow Locked on NBA Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, we're still chatting here with Katie Heindel, the host of Dishes and Dimes podcast, the author of Basketball Feelings, also the host of A Basketball, and a writer for Dime at uprocks.com. Katie, we were talking before the break about uh, sort of the similarities a little bit between Damian Lillard and uh, and Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is the face of the Raptors franchise, and, and me and you have talked about this in the past, like his, his sort of similarities or sort of... Uh, the way he and Kyle Lowry occupy the same space within their franchise. Like what I was going to say about, about Dame too, is like for Powell going from like point guards are so interesting to me, especially like the good ones. Cause I think they're so specific like in terms of their like weird little like freak personalities, you know, they're, they're all such individuals, but then they also are sponges and take on the team that they're mm-hmm. on. Like if oh, they yeah. want to be good and like at the level that they are and like, Dame's at that same level. So I think Norm, like I'm not worried about Norm, like following him as his new kind of leader. Yeah. And and the guy who takes on the, who, who both embodies the franchise and also sets sort of sets the tone for how they do things. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. um, we talked about this last time that there are a lot of parallels between sort of the Lowry and, and Dame stuff, although they're yeah. not exactly on the same timelines or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but yeah, they have that, that sort of leader that whatever, whatever leadership is in like, it's like actual manifestation. They both, they both do it so well. Um, yeah. I think um, like, like I said, like Norm as complementary part and his ability to be a star as complementary part is like invaluable uh, because there's so many guys who would be, you know, someone's going to give Norman Powell $20 million, like whether it's the trailblazer or, or some other basketball team, like he's going to get a whole bunch of money this off season. And I think um, the ability to sort of still be a excelling as a role player while knowing that you're going to up, like ready for this big upgrade. A lot of people want to be Jeremy Grant, right? Like a lot of people want to say, cool, thanks for the cash. The thing I want is to be, is it to be mine. Like I want control and I want to be mm-hmm. the guy. And I think, um, you know, maybe we'll, it remains to be seen what happens with Norm. But my sense with him is that he's like really comfortable being like, actually the thing that made me so good is being, uh, being a helping part of a, of like the larger program. And I think that, um, I don't, I don't exactly know how you in sort of like the scouting world of basketball, you figure that out, but, um, but Norm has it, whatever, whatever that is, like the ability to be, um, to be an elite role player, Norm's got that gift. Yeah. And I think like no one in Toronto 
everyone in Toronto for the longest time has been quite reluctant to be that guy, which is I was just like, I think why maybe this season and a bit in the bubble, a player like Pascal was struggling so much with this, this kind of title thrust upon him. Cause it's just never the way that the teams played. Even Larry, who is by all accounts, the franchise guy is still is not that guy quote on court. So I think Powell, it's just ingrained in him. Like that's not the kind of basketball that he's grown in his career playing. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say it enough. Like this is, um, this seems like it's a good situation for Norman Powell. It's a good pickup for the Blazers, and it's like some sort of justice for what he contributed to the to the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, and I think also like don't I one yeah I hope you guys pay him a ton of money, but I it's like he's also I think the last player who would let that really change his perspective or what he's going to bring either in the interim until that happens or after the fact. Yeah, I mean UTG, Katie, don't you know? Yeah, I gotta know <laughs> if he's gonna like how that is gonna be immersive um, into the Blazers. Um, I no- I noticed that the first social. day that this is for <laughs> listeners who aren't familiar. Every single player in the Raptors, f- f- I guess for legal reasons, has to have their own personal brand, um, <laughs> their own and their own branded apparel that goes with it. And Norman Powell's is UTG. Understand the grind. Understand which, the grind. Yeah, which he's been he's been saying since he was a second round draft pick, trying to make it out of summer league. I think, I mean, that's the, st- that's the story. It might not be but, true. <laughs> I mean, I believe him, but it's like, those are the things where you're like, yeah, this it's like when you talk about what your nickname is and you're like, but did anyone call you that? Or did you just start? Yeah. And then it just eventually pick, got picked up. So yeah, Mr. I, I believe him, but yeah, like he, uh, <laughs> understand he has understand the grind as far as Raptors, um, brands, personal brands. Yeah. One of the stronger ones for sure. Yeah. I, I'm a, I am, um, I'm not a, not a fan of the Nick Nurse brand. I'll just I'll just throw it out there. That uh, one's but, phoned right in. Yeah, <laughs> Nick, Nick just saw like everyone that. else got jealous. Uh, but <laughs> I really love I love Fred Van Vliet. I love the I love the uh, bet like, on yourself. Yeah, yeah, bet on yourself and the uh, camel caps V's are really are really nice. Um, yeah. I I like Spicy P, but it's not like I don't love the actual Pascal's brand. Pascal's isn't like widely release like pascal's is just like this a symbol of his initials and he yeah, just exactly. wears his he just wears his clothes he doesn't have a web shop uh, not like powell you, and fred do you own uh understand no. the grind clothing no so i will say um well i might be more of a bet on yourself in terms of aesthetic but I that's, will that's say, my that's my read on you is that you're more yeah. of a bet on yourself but powell i think has branched more into like activewear for women and i like to see him like broadening his scope Wow, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know that uh, Amphrey Simons, one of your personal favorites, also has uh, merch available on his website? I didn't know that. What's oh, his? Oh, yeah, you can get a, I don't know if they still sell it, but um, a quote of his where he says that water isn't wet, everything that it touches is wet. That's a, that's like a, it's like a graphic T with the script on there. I was going to say, that's a long um, I'll send you, I'll send, name, I'll send you the company link name. This. I'll send but, you the link after this. Okay. Uh, it could, you know, it could be nice <laughs> to add to your wardrobe. You never know. I think they got it in a hoodie and a sweat and a t-shirt. Oh, the last thing I actually, to go back to what I said about nicknames, it's like when Powell was asked what they, like what he should be called, which I thought was a nice touch. Like, what should we call you? He's like, well, I've had a lot of nicknames. Norm, Storm and Norman, the general. I've never heard that in my life. So I think that was a moment where Powell was like, okay, so I I saw, the, I saw the origins of the general. Are you familiar? <laughs> Do you know what it is? No, I don't. I've never okay, heard this him is incredible. referred to that way. So Paul Jones, uh, Raptors radio guy. Yes. Um, nicknamed 
Norman Powell, the general, because of, and this is a, I'm going to read the tweet. I've, I've saved this on my phone. It's incredible. I nicknamed him that for an obvious Norman, parentheses, Schwarzkopf, and Colin, and parentheses, Colin Powell. But his game is like that of a general. He's in charge and never afraid to lead the way. Now, I don't know about y'all, but when I hear the word Norman, the first name that comes to mind is not Schwarzkopf. <laughs> But it's incredible origin. It's one of my favorite nickname origins I've ever heard. Paul's great, I gotta say, and that is just like Paul level intensity too. So okay, thanks for t- thanks for filling me in on that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, you know, just like uh, your favorite golf war general, uh, Norman Schwarzkopf, just definitely resonates with uh, millennial <laughs> moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, incredible. And like Canadian millennials. <laughs> Canadian millennials do love the Gulf War. That's true. It's one of their favorite uh, American conflicts <laughs> when they're ranking them. That's right up there. Korea, Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, wow. We won't get into this. Last time we were on here, I made you joke about the national anthem. Now we're joking about uh, American military conflicts. This it, We get off the rails quickly here in lockdown. Places. I mean, there's no shortage of them to list. So oh, goodness, goodness gracious. All right, let's get out of here before we take down the American imperial <laughs> state. Uh, everyone, listen, I'm, I'm saying this from, the, from the, the deepest, most truest part of my heart. Read what Katie writes. There, there just aren't people who are sort of better at capturing moments and players and and the, the humans that play the sport you love, like Katie is, uh, she's, she just kicks ass. So read her at, at Uproxx, subscribe to Basketball Feelings, listen to the podcast she's on, which are not just this one. She's involved with Dishes and Dimes, a wonderful podcast, and also a Basketball with Sean Woodley, who's part of this network. Um, just, just do it. Just, I'm not going to, Katie, no, no self-promotion here today. I'm promoting it for you. Like just, just go follow Katie at uh, whatevs on Twitter and, and read what she writes. Cause you will be better for it. You'll be smarter and more connected to the things and players you love because of it. But I do have one thing to promote. Okay. Plug it, Katie. <laughs> come on. Uh, and it is on NBA trades. Um, so for Haley O'Shaughnessy and Jordan Ligon's new podcast, uh, Spinsters. Oh, I you're did on a- Spinsters. You're big time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize I was getting, okay, okay, Arguable, But yeah, so my first uh, reported um, audio story came out with Spencer's today and it is on, it was inspired by the trade deadline and also NBA trades more widely because I'm always curious, like what's the side we do not know as media or fans? Like what are the first 24 to 48 hours? Like how does a player find out who tells them, you know, especially for some of these like more heinous and like emotionally fraught trades. So I spoke to a few players, got them to recreate their stories. There's a very amazing Tim Duncan story in Matt Bonner's experience. Um, and yeah, you can listen to that uh, on I guess wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, Spinster is part of the Blue Wire Pods network. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, y'all, Katie's a star. We're lucky to have her. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she's she's like the the freaking Kyle Lowry of the basketball space. This is like an absolute superstar who people will appreciate. Uh, you know, it'll take it'll it might take a while, but then everyone will look back and be like, "Oh no, she kicked ass forever." What are we talking about? Doesn't show up on the stat sheet. It's exactly, true. exactly. Um, hopefully people don't talk about your body the way they talk about poor Kyle. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> I would be actually mortified. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it would, like people would, <laughs> people would probably get her hopefully like some sort of legal repercussions if they did, but the way they talk about poor Kyle, but you know, he's, he, 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 uh, 
he has a certain level of privilege that allows it to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he can handle it. Frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's tough. That's like his yeah. whole thing from North Philly <laughs> to your city, baby. Uh, yeah. Here's to hoping that we hear that one more time at Scotiabank Arena. Said by his kids too. Oh my, when he, those kids said it in the bubble, that was, um, I'm, I'm, I was tearing up in the, in the basement. <laughs> That's the best place for it. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's I where I do that. most of my basketball crying. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I, I go downstairs so I, no one else sees me. In the dark. <laughs> exactly. Light a candle, cry a little bit about Kyle Lowry. That's, you know, that's we're simpatico in that way, Katie. Good. But now you don't have to cry anymore. And no one does because you guys have Norman Powell. Yeah, celebrate. Blazer fans, celebrate Norman Powell, the general who, who immediately calls to <laughs> mind Norman Schwarzkopf, Colin Powell, and who knows um katie thanks again let's do it again soon um hopefully the i i feel like raptors and um ever since we mentioned the sort of that these these two franchises are somewhat similar that it seems like they've uh the fan bases have really aligned so mm-hmm. um, we'll have to mm-hmm. get you back on because now there is this sort of uh latitudinal alliance between toronto and portland yeah we willed it <laughs> powerful see i told you you're a star <laughs> awesome Thank thanks so much we'll do it again soon <laughs> Dear listeners, tell your friends about this podcast. You can get it wherever they already listen to podcasts. Just search Locked on Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.